Hi. Hello. And welcome. We're your hosts. I'm Alex. And I'm Kat. You found the two PFFs you didn't know you needed, but you're glad you have. Congratulations. You have found your people. Enjoy the ride as we navigate what it's like to live live out loud. Hi. Hey. How's it going? (laughs) You know, I could lie to you and tell you that it's going great. Or I could tell you the truth and be like, you know, I feel like life is all over the place and sliding my face like a 90 mile an hour fastball. And maybe our listeners will relate to that. I mean, yeah, uh, it's it's that time of the year where it should be a holiday, but it ain't. But it's not. But it's, it's too not. hot outside to do anything. It's too hot outside so to do anything. let's go back to school. Yeah. I mean, they're going to just be inside anyway, so (laughs) just learning. We're doing great over here at Little Too Much. Doing great. Um, But if you're in the segment of people that are not doing great, you're in good company. (laughs) You're in great company. Um, I do want to say before we get, like, too far into things, like, Knuff episode. Oh, my gosh. Blowing it out of the water. I'm a Barbie girl. I'm so proud of us for that one. Love it. it was just a fun episode to do in general. Um, I definitely think that should be like some sort of series that we do. Um, but thank you to all of our new listeners and followers out there. We've got a ton over the last week. So I'm really, really glad, really, really glad that you guys are here. Um, and hope you stick around. Yeah. And if you don't already follow us on socials, please check us out. We are on Instagram and TikTok. And we are going to be having a, like members only kind of VIP exclusive Facebook page in the near future. So check that out. For sure. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. We're just crushing it around here. And then also Fridays with Friends, we've got our type yes. six, which we're cranking it down the way that's coming up. Type six is coming up yes. this Friday. Um, so definitely check it out. It's still there. We're, I know it's a slow burn to yes. get to all the types. Yes. But, but they are coming and they are worth the so wait. Worth it. They're worth so it. good. Um, so, so today we're talking about something that I personally deal with uh, a lot and, and it gets, it's gotten a lot better with age, but in different seasons of my life, man, like I can get pulled right back into it very easily. And that is overthinking. So have you ever dealt with overthinking? <laughs> I'm just, if you can't see us, I'm just staring at you like... Uh, ish, please. <laughs> yes and true. Uh, Overthinker 101, I'm pretty sure on every report card ever in history, it didn't say, <laughs> not only, I guess, did it say you talk, talk too much. much. <laughs> it said you should maybe work on that like little ticker that's in your brain because it's always sticking yes. too fast, too much, yes. too often. Yes. Uh, same. Um, you know, for me, it's... Uh, I overthink things about myself. Yeah, that too. You know, a lot. Um, And I can overthink situations, but mostly I feel like where mine really gets to me is where, where relationship meets things about me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, 
um, am, am I the problem in the situation? Are they not responding to my text because I did something wrong because they're mad at me? Did I say the wrong thing? And that upset everyone? Oh my God. And it really goes back to my Enneagram too. Yeah. In that I want to be wanted and I want to be loved. And so when I have the slightest little inclination that I have done something and it's never, it's something anybody else did. Right. It's always internalized to, I have done something and it's caused these people not to love me anymore. And in reality for anyone listening, and we'll get into this deeper in the episode, but it's 90% of the time you didn't say anything wrong. They just haven't checked their freaking phone. Right. Right. <laughs> They're just a little too busy. A hundred percent. And that's, I think what bo- if you boil down overthinking completely? Yes. No one cares, <laughs> but you. But you, <laughs> in any sense, about yourself, about you in the relationship, about your job, like any category you put into overthinking. The only person that cares is the person that's overthinking that thing. Right, right. And I would love for our listeners this week to leave us a comment and let us know, like, do you deal with overthinking? And if you do, and you know your Enneagram type, tell us what type you are. Ooh. Because I wonder, is it predominantly a certain type of Enneagram that deals with overthinking? You know, or I mean, or is it, you know, equal among the types? I'm curious about that because, you know, for twos, we tend to be more intuitive. We tend to be more empathetic. And so is it like because we're so feeling right that we we just can't we just can't stop it? You know what I mean? Like it's like it's it's that constant in our head of like, did I say the wrong thing? Did I do the wrong thing? You know, am I am I being what I need to be? Oh, my God, they're going to think that. I meant to do this or I meant to do that or and right. that spiral, you know, and it's like, I wonder if that's the same for all the types that they just think if they overthink, but in different words, like I can, <laughs> I can hear, I can hear like a type one right now being like, do they think I'm a bad person? Like, do they think that I break all the rules? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if, you know, how those overthink, like, yeah, for us, it's more internal, personal, like us being twos. Right. It's more, what do people think about me? How am I in this being read in this situation? Mm -hmm. And I can definitely see other types being overthinking in just a different way. Because even for me, like, yes, I overthink things about myself and where I fit into different social situations. But even in my job, like, Mm -hmm. I'll overthink, you know, I, I work in automotive. Like, oh, is this dealer principal, like... Do they like me as a performance manager? Do mm-hmm. they like that I do these things for them? Do they care? Mm-hmm. I doubt other people on my team feel the same way or think the right. same way, but I it's always geared towards am I doing enough for them right. or not? Right. It's like wherever there's a relationship involved. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, a romantic relationship or a friendship or a platonic relationship, like wherever there is a relationship involved, if it's to a, enough of a point where something that we do or we say matters, mm. the overthinking can be triggered. Without a doubt. Yeah. So obviously it looks different for everybody. For me, it tends to, I feel it in my body. Mm. Um, I don't know if everybody's that way or not. I don't know if that just comes from my 
I don't know if it's part of the empath stuff or what, but like for me, when I overthink, it starts in my head. Like the thoughts start, but like I feel it in my gut. Like, you know, um, almost like you're sick to your stomach, like until the thing is resolved. Right. And it's worse, of course, the closer the relationship, right? Like I don't think that my stomach's really ever hurt except maybe one or two times about work, but, but in like close relationships, like I'll feel it like in my gut until the thing is resolved. Right. Right. Like if I'm, if I'm overthinking it to death Now I've learned through the years how to get myself out of it. Right. How to jump out of the spiral. Um, I was explaining to my, my son today, he's 13 and he's having issues with like being angry like when Mm. like with his siblings his younger siblings and he's had issues like being angry with them and you know wanting to like treat them basically like they're his same size and his same age and I'm like you can't do that and he's like yeah but like it really hurt because like his younger brother like kicked him today by accident in a space that boys don't want to be kicked and you know, I understand there was pain there and I had to explain to him that anger is a secondary emotion. It was mm. secondary to the pain that your body was feeling, right? right? But that you can train yourself to go from pain to counting to 10 to take a breath before you, you know, try to kill your brother. You know, right. like there's, there can be a space in between. And I think that really serves all of us in that, for me, I know that I've learned that with the overthinking thing, it's like, if I can get to the root of it, mm. you know, it's like if my thoughts are spiraling about, I said the wrong thing. I did the wrong thing. I, whatever. If I can get to the root of what's really bothering me, like, okay, right. well, last Saturday in this group of people, I said X, what's my fear? Oh, my fear is they thought that I meant Y. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. So how do I fix that? Okay, well, I can send a group text that says, hey, I said so-and-so, and I meant this, not that. Right. Right? And so we can only control what we say and what we do. We can't control how other people receive it or how, what they say or what they do. We're only responsible for us. Correct. You know, um, how it's received is not our not our responsibility, really, yeah. right? And it's like, we have a hard time as twos to accepting that. Yeah. We want to go. Yeah. But how they receive it is my responsibility because like I should have said it in a way that they received what I meant and, and you know, but that's not the case. Once you put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's all of our responsibility, whether or not we take something off the shelf or we, you know, whatever. Make something up. Right. It's like, you know, you take offense to things, right? You don't like, you're not offensed upon, you know, like you, <laughs> you take offense, right? And so um, I have a hard time with that. But if I can stop myself in, okay, what did I, what did I say, for instance? Mm-hmm. What did I mean? Did I communicate what I meant? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. If I did those things, then the relationship is probably fine. If it's not, then the other person will tell me, you know, I mean, yeah. And that's, I think that's where we, at least for me, as as far as the two, it's like, we can kind of take some peace and some comfort in that. If we let ourselves, it's like, Mm -hmm. if we're being open and honest and authentic in our relationships enough that we can say, Hey, 
here's how I feel. Yeah. Right. Then once we get it out there and it's not our responsibility anymore. Right. Well then how the other person picks it up and takes it becomes their responsibility. Right. And so it's off our plate a little bit, you know, I don't know. I don't know if that made any sense, but no, it definitely did. I think for in the realm of overthinking, it's going to be different for everybody. Mm -hmm. And I know like way back when, not that long ago, actually, like, I really struggled with it in the sense that I would keep myself up at night replaying every conversation that I ever had with any person because I was so concerned, good, bad, wrong, indifferent, Mm -hmm. that I was going to hurt someone in the process. Mm -hmm. It was debilitating. And so I had to get to the point where I was like, okay, (laughs) I have one rule. If I can lay my head down (laughs) at night and know that I was kind, Mm. I represented who I wanted to be Mm -hmm. and I didn't, you know, take no for an answer or whatever, which I wasn't that confident back then. You are now though. Yes. (laughs) Um, Then I could go to sleep easy Mm -hmm. knowing that I was kind. Mm -hmm. I stood for myself and I did something good for somebody. Mm Mm-hmm whether that made them laugh or whatever, that helped me stop all of the voices in my head Mm -hmm. that made me feel like I wasn't a good friend because then I was freaking questioning everything. Right. I'd wake up the next day and be like, all right, got to go down the list of and go talk to all these people and make sure, you know, and it just gets exhausting, especially when like you're in college or you're in a like high work environment where mm-hmm. you're talking to hundreds of people a day. Like right. you can't, you can't do that to yourself. Mm-hmm. And there's so much science behind yes. overthinking. I don't have it all for fact. Um, I feel like we need like a armchair expert fact check or whatever overthinking is directly related to your physical health. I do know that. (laughs) And in the same ways that stress is and stress like causes inflammation, causes gut issues and all that. Well, overthinking is a form of stress. And if you're putting that on your body, just think of like, I mean, like you said, like you feel it in your gut, Mm -hmm. like you'll start feeling it in your bones. You'll start feeling like achy and tired and worn down. It's Mm -hmm. not good for you. And that's a heck of a lot easier said than done. Right. And I think the mechanism in which you cope with overthinking is what's really, really important. And I know we talk about a lot of different topics on this podcast and we'll continue to do so. Um, And I want to get better at finding how can we cope with overthinking? What can Mm -hmm. we do beyond just talking about it and kind of airing it out um, to let people know that they're not alone in these thoughts and things. And I think for me personally with overthinking, it comes down to creating that kind of mission statement for myself um, to stop and combat that. Am I perfect at that? No, Um, I think it's also speaking my truth. And like you said, like being honest Mm -hmm. and I have friendships now in my adult life that allow me to be honest without worrying too much (laughs) or overthinking (laughs) too much that I'm going to hurt the other person's feelings because they know me well enough to know that it's never my intention 
to cause harm yes. or to cause hurt. Whereas potential friendships in the past, they didn't know me well enough to mm-hmm. know that the words that I'm speaking to them mm-hmm. were not meant to harm them or hurt right. them. Um, and I think that's something I could talk about this forever as a society, we have to get better at is not taking offense Mm -hmm. to everything that comes our way because it's when you take offense, like you're then sitting in that realm of overthinking and I'm not talking about some of the big ticket, like media, just, just everyday life. Like the people you interact with at the grocery store, Mm -hmm. like Paula in front of you in the grocery store is not out to make your life miserable by mm-hmm. having a cart full of groceries in She's her buggy. She's not thinking about you. She don't even care about you. Mm-hmm. Like, she don't. And honestly, we do a whole lot better at just saying hi and being kind and not... There is nothing aside from death alone <laughs> that we should be so in a hurry mm-hmm. that it ruins other people's days around me. Or around you. I don't. That could be a, a total two thing. Mm-hmm. But I just don't. Like I truly don't understand. Right. Why. Causing a scene. Or showing physical frustration. At a grocery store for instance. In line. Is going to help anyone. And it doesn't. It doesn't help anybody. And even if people think that it's going to make them feel better in the moment. It's not going to make them feel better later. Right. You know, and I'm probably going to get this quote wrong, but I feel like I read it recently that said, if it's not going to matter in five years. Right. Don't let it take up more than five minutes or something like that. Some sort of quote like that. There's also like the like two minutes. How are you going to feel about it? Two minutes, two Two, weeks, two months, two years or whatever. Right. And so, you know, that whether or not we get the numbers right, it boils down to, you know, like if it's not going to matter to your long-term health or your long-term relationships or your long-term goals, then do not waste precious time, energy, resources, worried or angry about it. Like it it doesn't just, there are things in this life to be angry about. A hundred percent. Karen in line in front of you who maybe was a little bit snippy about groceries is not one of them. Right. She has no control over your life whatsoever. But literally, I mean, it just, anyway, we could go on and on and on about that, but that is the truth. Right. Well, and we just don't know what other people are Damn worried that. or worried about, overthinking about mm-hmm. why they're like, and it goes back to the reverse. Like the person who is getting upset about the person in line mm-hmm. at the grocery store, for example, like they're going through their own right. crap too. I'd Which be is, willing to bet they're not really upset about the person in line at the grocery store. Oh, without a doubt. And so it's just giving pause and having grace in those moments that we're all going through something. And we are literally the only person at the center of our life. Mm-hmm. And there are hundreds of thousands of millions and billions and trillions of people who feel like they're the center of their own story right. and don't care that you exist. Like if you've mm-hmm. just stopped for a second, I know we're talking about overthinking and this is going to take you into an overthinking realm, but I think about it a lot. I know where you're going and I do too. I will only see that one person in the grocery store, maybe one time ever, ever. And they live in the same town that I do. Mm-hmm. And not only that, there are, Hundreds of thousands of other publics around the world mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. that carry the exact same groceries mm-hmm. as the Publix at the grocery store mm-hmm. in Georgia. Mm-hmm. That's all. <laughs> it's just wild to think about. And if about. that doesn't take you down the rabbit hole of how very <laughs> tiny of a speck of a thing you are on the planet, let alone the universe. Right. Because we know there are aliens out there. You weren't going dun, there. Dun, dun. <laughs> Spoiler alert. No, but for real, we're so, we make ourselves, especially Americans, we make ourselves so big mm-hmm. and so important, right? And I know it seems like, well, this episode's about overthinking, not about, but, but truly, if we get to the core of why we do overthink, it's mm-hmm. about, we think that we're so star-spangled special right that we're gonna affect a whole group of people right right and we could potentially oh 100 but that takes us back and, and to your point a little bit ago is that the relationships that you were in right where mm-hmm. where you constantly had to like get up the next day and be like oh, i've got to go do this i've got to do that i've got to do this right talk to these people and make sure this is fine and that is fine and this is fine two things there one is i found that when we do that at is our personality type when we tend to do that we're trying to fix things that sometimes other people don't even know we're trying to fix and it can be kind of self-sabotaging to relationships 100 right but two you gotta find your people we say it all the time it comes up in every episode but you have to find your people mm-hmm. because your people will reassure you when you're going off the freaking deep end about you made some comment a week and a half ago. They don't even remember you made. Yeah, they don't even remember what they ate for breakfast that morning. Right. Or, and they'll remind you that they love you and not that one comment they don't even remember, but it definitely wouldn't have ended your friendship. And... They're, they're in it with you enough to be like, hey, this is bothering me. I'm going to say whatever because the relationship is too important. I'm not going to mm-hmm. just let it go unsaid, right? So you got to find your people. Um, I looked up some research while we were talking so that we had some research because I know yes. we like research. And um, you're absolutely right. Research has found that negative or intrusive thoughts are linked to poor overall physical health and higher levels of inflammation markers in the body. 73% of 25 to 35-year-olds overthink compared to only 52% of 45 to 55-year-olds and 20% of 65 to 75-year-olds. You know what that tells me? The older we get, the less we care. <laughs> Truth. 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 <laughs> that's that's funny. It is. It definitely is. Um, and also, of course, we can uh, also know, and we probably already know this kind of intuitively, but people who overthink um, tend to deal uh, with higher levels of anxiety um, yeah. and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a list here of things that can help um, stop overthinking. Okay. Um, I know in my personal life, you know, I found that getting to the root of the problem, we talked about that, getting to the root of the problem helps, um, reaching out to friends, but you got to be careful with that. If you haven't found your people yet, reaching out to friends to be like, Hey, am I okay? Did I ever think this can be a slippery slope, right? Because 100%. you might be met with more hurt and things that spiral you than, um, than you needed. Um, <clears throat> But Helpline put out 
a list of ways that can get you taken from overthinking into a more positive mental space. Um, One of those is to step back and look at how you are responding. Mm. Um, So, I mean, we all know that, right? In several different situations that if we just stop, right? And collaborate and listen. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) If you you stop and take a look at, at how you're responding to things and just kind of breathe for a second, that can help. They say to find a distraction. Um, and I guess that could work. I'm not really down with that one. I don't want to distract from the emotions and the things that you're trying to work through. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like with the, in the, like the sense of distraction, like not distracting as in like coping with something else, like Mm -hmm. turning to food, turning to TV, turning to music, listening to a podcast, reading a book, not it like stepping away from reality distraction, Uh but instead distracting your mind Mm -hmm. by finding another way to get those thoughts out. So mm-hmm. like my brain immediately went to like journaling those thoughts yeah. so that they're out there mm-hmm. and you can see, Oh, <laughs> this is kind of a little bit ridiculous and making the thing, the problem worse or, Oh, you know what? Maybe I was overthinking that, but I maybe do need to go back and apologize. Maybe right. I didn't take a breath and a mm-hmm. beat in that moment. Right. Like your son acted out in anger instead of pain and or whatever emotion yeah, right and i need to go apologize mm-hmm. because i didn't react properly i right. think that's when i think of distraction mm-hmm. that's kind of where no, i that's go. great that's great like um brain dumping like yeah. with journaling that is that's great and Huge. i think that we we misunderstand in our culture journaling seems so uh it has to be on this clean piece of paper and it has to be special and in this right. No, literally grab a scrap piece of paper and a pencil and don't worry about what you're writing down and just let your brain empty. And that can be super helpful for overthinkers. Oh yeah. And don't overthink it. Yeah. Don't overthink it. <laughs> I think I've it. said that in a previous episode. I wish my journals were like Anne Frank <laughs> yes. and it's really hard, but like those morning dumps, those evening dumps before mm-hmm. not poop dumps, but writing dumps. Um, my brain, (laughs) um, are huge. I don't know what they call it, but, um, brain dumps is like the the word I think of, but is you don't think it'll help until you start doing it. And it does. And it's huge. It is. Um, the other things are like, take a deep breath, meditate, look at the bigger picture, which we've really kind of said all those things kind of at once, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like. When you do brain dump, you know, onto a sheet of paper or, you know, your electronic device, however you choose to do that, um, you are ridding your mind. You are looking at the bigger picture. It clears right. your mind to be able to do that. It says do something nice for someone, uh, recognize uh, automatic negative thoughts, and acknowledge your success. Cannot speak. Acknowledge your successes. So... I think if we if we kind of just take this down and to just like like five things that we can do, you mm-hmm. know, if we're spiraling in an overthinking, you know, usually and I'll just speak from experience on he, on this is that usually when I am in a healthy space, right? When I'm operating as a healthy type 2, um especially I have the the benefit of age. Um I can recognize when it's coming yeah and stop it right mm-hmm. and go okay do i do i need to phone a friend because there's nothing wrong with phoning a friend you know it's like yeah. do i need to phone a friend to make sure that 
this isn't a thing, right? Do I need to be concerned about this, right? Um, or I can just stop it and stop it and be like, listen, I'm not going to worry about that. Like, I I know that relationship and I did what I needed to do. And if they're mad at me, they'll tell me. And if they don't, that's their problem, right? Right, right. Um, it's hard for two to, you know that. It's hard for two yeah. to say that. Um, and so I've gotten good at that when I'm, when I'm healthy, but we're not always healthy. Mm-mm. And, you know, sometimes we have situational stress or, or sickness or whatever going on. And so that's why there's whole books written on the Enneagram of where you go in stress and where Mm -hmm. you go in, you know, security and all those things, because it's a fluctuation as much as we wish that things remain steady and the same all the time. They they don't. And they, they don't, they can't. Even the earth that we stand on is constantly moving. Right. And I think that's like so huge. Just like taking a step and like a breath, like it reminded me of my 15 minute rule when it comes to when I don't know something, Mm -hmm. Like, I come across a task that I don't know how to handle. I'm like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna take 15 minutes to figure it out for myself mm-hmm. before I ask for help. And I think that correlates so well mm-hmm. with overthinking. Like, yes, maybe take a, 10 seconds to before you react. Mm-hmm. But maybe take 15 minutes before you respond to that yes. text message that's making you reel or spin out. Right. Or take 15 minutes before you just pick up the phone and yell at somebody or take 15 minutes yes. before you make a decision that's going to be life changing that you've been overthinking about. For sure. Impulsivity is not a bad thing. I in, want to clear in certain situations. In certain, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. But I think when it comes to that negative self-talk mm-hmm. in overthinking, taking that 15 minutes. Okay. Let me brain dump. Mm-hmm. Let me take a breath. Mm-hmm. Let me meditate. Right. Let me phone a friend, whatever I think could be. There huge. are people that impulsivity is great for. Mm-hmm. And there are people like me that it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, buying a pack of gum at the grocery store, you know, an impulsive purchase. Okay, that's fine. But if I become too impulsive, like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna make a, a huge decision or I'm going to say yes to a bunch of things because, you know, that's what I do, then that's going to cause me harm, right? Mm. Where other people, they can make impulsive yeses and nos and answers and, and they go about their day. And I'm... I don't know what it's like to live on the wild side like that. I really don't because when I do that, it doesn't end well for me. Cause what do I do, I lay in bed at night overthinking everything that right. has just transpired. I remember buying a car one time and I didn't take enough time to really walk myself through exactly what that would feel like and exactly how that would work out and exactly what that payment would be like. And I remember having a, a this feeling and just the pit of my stomach for like three, four days after the fact. And that's just not how I live my life. I just don't. <laughs> I don't like live my life that way. I like to feel good. I like my gut to feel fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so like the top five things, right? We've, mm-hmm. we've kind of gone over them. Um, you know, taking, taking a breath, like you said, I love the 15 minutes. Right. Mm -hmm. Because in 15 minutes, our nervous system has time to do what it needs to do. I was explaining that to my son today. Mm -hmm. It was like, you need to give your brain time to get out of fight or flight. 
Yeah. Before you respond, right? When pain comes at our body, right? When, when we're hit and physically, just say we're physically hit, we're physically hit and our, our body tells our brain, alert, alert, there's pain. We have feel pain because there's a problem in our body, right? right? And so we feel that pain. Our, our nervous system immediately goes fight or flight because that's how we were created, right? 100%. That's how, who we are. It's what's the word for it. It's the primal nature, right? Fight yeah. or flight. You got to take enough time for your brain and nervous system to get out of fight or flight. And 15 minutes is plenty of time for it to do that. I, th- I don't remember the science, but I feel like it only takes like yeah, something like that. Yeah. Something like that. So you got 15 minutes. You can, in that time, you can calm yourself, think about what's actually going on, think about what you want the outcome to be. We don't think about that enough. We think about what we want to say in the moment. We don't think about what we want the outcome to be. If we thought ahead of what we want the outcome to be, our words would change. Our inflection would change. Mm -hmm. Everything that we do in between now and then would change because we thought about the outcome. But so often we react and a completely different outcome changes. And we're scrambling trying to figure out how to get it back to the thing that we wanted it to. Right. If we had taken the 15 minutes, like you said. And just thought about it. (laughs) <laughs> the outcome would have been, probably been what we had hoped for, right? Yeah, maybe. So you do, you can take that 15 minutes and whether you need to meditate or brain dump or whatever it is, you know, you can do that. Take a walk, right? Taking a walk is huge for the brain, huge. right? Huge. Great if you can do it outside. If you can't, pace around your house. I have done that. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever it takes to do that. Sometimes, this isn't on the list, but sometimes you need a snack. So true. (laughs) Sometimes you're tired or you're hungry, and that will cause your brain to do all kinds of things and make you spiral even further. You've got to think about yourself like a toddler, and my toddler loses his ever-loving mind when he is tired or he is hungry. So if you're still not ready to respond and it's still not working after you have cleared your brain and you have taken a breath and you have maybe taken a walk, then are you tired? Do you need a nap? Mm -hmm. Are you hungry? Do you need a snack? Checking in with our own needs and our own bodies really helps us to stop the overthinking cycle. So true. Just because you are a toddler anymore and can't right. communicate your needs doesn't mean that that screaming and crying for uh, a snack or water or mm-hmm. you're tired goes away. It doesn't. It just takes on a different form. Right. Called overthinking or a multitude of other things. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Mm. So if you are an overthinker, you're in good company. <laughs> Great company. <laughs> <laughs> but also... You deserve the space to give yourself the time and the energy and the effort to take back a peaceful mind and a peaceful environment because you're not too much. Not too much. And you're not too little. Not too little. You are just enough. Just enough. 